Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's ridiculous. No. What? Are you kidding? Wait, 88%? According to a recent survey conducted by dating website whatsyourprice.com, an astounding 88% of men polled reported that they had broken up with someone over text. All right. That's okay that 88% of men have done it. I mean, it's not okay, but it doesn't shock me. For what it's worth, only 18% of the women polled claimed to have done this, and most people I talked to weren't very surprised. <laughs> Except for one of them. What? No way. They're all fibbing on that survey. I'm actually kind of with him on this one, <laughs> seeing as how both of the girls who have broken up with me did so over text. I asked around but was unable to find anybody else who this has happened to. So maybe it's not as common as this survey suggests. Or as common as my 12 years of dating experience would indicate. Some of the people I talked to mentioned an alternative technique that is becoming the new big thing. Ghosting. 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 It's okay to be passionate in life, especially when you're talking about ridiculous things like ghosting. But, regardless of how it is done, breakups are a part of life. Researchers from Whitman College and TCU estimated that more than 85% of Americans go through this process at least once in their lifetime. In a research study conducted in 2011 by Galena Rhodes and her colleagues, more than a third of unmarried 18 to 35 year olds had one or more breakup over a 20 month period. So, what's the big deal? According to Laura Black, who used her background in marriage and family therapy to create a support group for heartbroken women, breakups can have a much deeper impact than just sadness. I have seen throughout my experiences personally and observing and helping people through these experiences that there can be a real physical toll with an emotional uh, trauma, you would call it. I would classify a breakup as a trauma, something that really shakes our world. For physical therapist Tiffany Fernelius, a two and a half year romantic relationship included heaps of confusion, three separate breakups, and plenty of pain. There were times I was like listening to Shania Twain in the car, just like crying my eyes out driving in the car. And I'm just like, okay, why do I feel this way? Like, why am I so emotionally invested in this? According to Elena Hudson, a family studies graduate who has had her fair share of heartbreak, one of the hardest parts of going through a breakup is facing your insecurities. You have to wonder why, like what's wrong with you. And I think that that's really, that's really painful for a long time to sit there and like scrutinize yourself and be like, well, I'm the common denominator in all of these relationships. And so what is wrong with me? Someone else who knows that feeling well is BYU business student Chad Shelley, who was eight weeks away from getting married when his fiance broke off the engagement. This sounds kind of arrogant, but like everything up to that point had always kind of gone right for me. It just, it was like my first real experience with just like complete, well, heartbreak first of all, but then I also had feelings of failure and kind of first time with a lot of experiences that tend to be negative. Daniel Bradford, a UVU student studying information technology, faced something similar after seeing a one-year relationship fall apart, one that he had felt was trending towards wedding bells. We had a talk and we just went our separate ways. And that was really hard. And I just like cried a ton. Daniel also touched on how agonizing it can be to lose someone who is such a big part of your life. We long for that companionship. Like we want to love someone and be loved by someone. 
so yeah to have it gone it's like you realize just how much you had and i missed it laura's experience aiding others allowed her to elaborate on this reality that daniel explained a concept known as ambiguous loss which can occur when someone is psychologically present in your life but physically absent like a death or when someone is psychologically absent from your life but physically present like a breakup that term has really helped me to find meaning in my grief and helped me and other women that I've worked with to recognize, you know, this loss that you're going through with a breakup is super, super hard. <laughs> it's very valid and it's okay to have a really hard time for a longer time than maybe you want to have because it feels like someone in your life has died, but they're still alive. For those experiencing these complicated feelings of heartbreak, it is important to remember that these emotions are legitimate, no matter how big or small the struggle may seem. I think sometimes we tend to stifle or invalidate our own pain because we look at the pain of others and we think, oh, this person's going through much harder things than I am. Why am I crying for three weeks, four weeks, months from this little breakup? But it's valid because our hearts are meant to love people and are meant to crave that partnership and that that relationship. And so when that ends, it's very complicated. It's uh, it's okay to feel grief. It's okay to feel anger, whatever those feelings are. This hard side of heartbreak is usually what dominates the conversation and honestly what makes for some of the best songs. But the stories that have been shared so far would be incomplete without also discussing how these individuals responded to their challenges. For Tiffany, even though these moments seemed unbearable at times, they led her to dig deeper to discover who she really was. Dating has a way of just like holding a mirror up to your face and you just have to like find who are you really? Like what do you stand for? What do you believe in? What are your values? That introspective reflection for Tiffany reached its peak when a friend recommended that she sort 80 personal value cards listing values such as wealth, popularity, and integrity into three categories, very important, important, and not important. That opened my eyes because once I did that, I was able to see like very in front of me and in an organized way, like what was most important to me. And I still had work to do afterwards, but I felt different. Like I felt like I was floating in the air after that, almost like life-changing. Daniel's turning point came during a relationship when he discovered his ability to be understanding and forgiving. It's okay that people have struggles or pasts. Everyone has heartbreak. Everyone has situations and relationships and things in their past that have made it difficult for them. Likewise, Elena noted that her experiences with romantic heartbreak have played a fundamental role in allowing her to be more empathetic. Having that experience and knowing that other people have felt it somewhat connects you with people. And so when, when people like talk about it, I'm like, yeah, that really hurts. That sucks. So I think it somewhat taught me to be like compassionate with others. In addition, and perhaps most importantly, Elena has learned how to love. Being in these relationships that have ended, I feel like I've had the chance to like love someone in a way that I didn't think was possible. And that to me is is kind of amazing to realize that even though it ended, that I have the capability of loving someone selflessly in a way that I didn't think I could. Chad has also come to discover that even when our risks don't bring the rewards we desire, life is still worth living and love is still worth giving. 
slowly I have come to terms with the idea that just like I'm not in control of my life <laughs> and I think I always knew that before but like this has definitely been an experience where it's been like wow I can invest my entire emotional soul into something that might not work out and with that I think I've come to accept that that's okay. He also noted that comparison is a thief and that not everyone's situations are as effortless as they may seem. I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that nobody's relationship is perfect and like nobody really has it easy. My experience has been every person that I've talked to, every person has opened up with another heartbreaking situation to kind of empathize with. Perhaps the most common theme that emerged from these individuals is that no matter how devastating heartbreak is, there can be victory and defeat. I think that the silver lining, at least for me in all of this, is the fact that there is growth. Pain can serve you in some way, like it can help you. If you've never truly had your heart stomped on, <laughs> there is some portion of like human suffering that you can't understand. It usually helps us develop into better people because we had to. When I asked Laura what she would say to someone who is experiencing the effects of heartbreak, she brought up kintsugi, a Japanese art form in which pottery is broken and put back together with gold between the cracks. That kind of signifies that something can become more beautiful after being broken. And I do think that there's a part of us that breaks when we go through a breakup, <laughs> that keyword break, right? But as we work to pick up the pieces and use those resources that are around us and hold on to that hope and rebuild ourselves in our lives, we can just become even better and stronger. This has been a podcast episode created as the final project for Dr. Randall's current issues graduate course at BYU, fall semester 2020. Music for this episode came from After Infinity Music and Rumen Production. I also pulled statistics from the following articles. One, breaking up is hard to do. The impact of unmarried relationship dissolution on mental health and life satisfaction by Galena Rhodes and her colleagues. And two, breaking up is relatively easy to do. A script for the Dissolution of Close Relationships by Dina Battaglia and her colleagues. Thank you for listening.